I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ah, the crash of waves on the shoreline, the signature sound of summer turning into fall, that extended summer thanks to climate change that we are all enjoying so much. Welcome to Astounding Universe. I'm Jim Metzner. And I'm Bob Berman. And Bob, what do you got for us today? Well, let's talk about hanging out on the beach. If we're not reading a book, we might just be staring out at the wave. What's the science behind it? What's going on? What's going on with waves? Yeah. How often do they come? Why do they break? What's happening there for us science types? Because it sure keeps going, doesn't it? These are the tough questions of the season. Okay, so what's going on? Tell us. Well, first of all, if we time the waves, if we'll notice that they come in periodically every six seconds, seven seconds, eight seconds, up to nine seconds, but never longer than that. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of cool. We notice that there are days when the waves are higher, there are days at the beach when they're lower, but they all do the same thing. As they head in, they start to rise up, they start to curl forward, and why is that happening? Quick question for us. What causes a wave? Well, generally in the ocean, or even on large lakes, it's wind. Ah, so the wind is, is pushing this wave. And I've heard stories that say that waves travel long distances. This is true? Yeah, they, they can cross vast oceans if they're not interfered with. So the wave you're seeing might have started halfway around the world. Okay, amazing. So now, what is it that makes a wave crash and curl? It's kind of cool. So the main things with waves are the height of the wave and the length of the wave, the wavelength. So mm -hmm. as the wave approaches the shore, everything is getting shallower. So the bottom of the wave, that is the part underwater, is increasingly encountering the bottom. And so that's friction that slows down the bottom part of the wave, but the top part of the wave is still continuing forward. It's tons of water. It still has its own momentum, its own inertia. So the, the top goes at the old speed. The bottom is slowed down. And as a result, the wave top leans forward. So it rises up and leans forward. But it can't do that when the ratio between its height and its length reaches one to seven, because water just can't pile up. I mean, when we were kids, we used to pile up sand, we used to pile up clay and mud, and, you know, we like to make piles of things. Well, water can't pile beyond a one to seven ratio. What does that mean, a one to seven? What do you mean? If the height of the water mound is three feet, and the length of the wave from the top of the wave through the trough to the next wave is more than 21 feet, fine. But if it's less than 21 feet, the water can't be supported. And so this water whose top is already leaning forward, the wave has to break. 
that it literally it, it breaks because it can't hold itself up. And, and that's the term we use. We say, hey, look, that wave is breaking. The deeper you get, actually, the more you're adding to the H part of that, and that limits... The H part of it? The, the height. Yeah. And so you compare that to the length, that is, the distance from the peak through the trough to the next wave. Mm -hmm. Measure that. Let's say it's 21 feet. And let's say that the height from the peak to the trough is three feet. Well, now you've reached your seven to one ratio. And that's as high as that mound can get without breaking. So if you're a surfer and you're going down to one of these fabulous surf spots where you know in advance that they're going to be big mega waves, that means that because of the lay of the land and the conditions... You're the going to be able to get the taller wave if you have the longer wavelength, the distance from that wave to the next wave farther out. Okay, now... Counting waves, like every ninth wave is going to be the big one, is that all hearsay, or is it true that the big guy comes like it with a certain periodicity? Yeah, there, there can be periodicities, again, caused by the original conditions. There can be speeds. For example, a typical speed of an incoming wave is about the same speed that you drive in moderate traffic, 35, 40 miles an hour. That's the speed of incoming waves. I hope we get a lot of surfers weighing in on this one with their own thoughts. We'd love to hear from you, surfers or body surfers or anybody who's at the ocean, if you have any wave questions. Anything else? Anything else on waves? Is that it? You pretty much got it? Yeah, I think I'm going to wave the rest. So on that cheery note, next time you're at the ocean, body surfing or just observing the waves, uh, think height, think depth, think periodicity, <laughs> and the fact that uh, that wave could have come from a long, long way away. I'm Jim Metzner. And I'm Bob Berman. See you next time on Astounding Universe. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.